I've been waiting 23 years to say that. Damn, there it goes. Uh, just another podcast starting there it goes, because I had to hit that stupid recording button twice. And don't worry, though. We're going to sell this as an NFT to any and all that are interested. Yeah, also, <laughs> yeah, NFTs, totally. This is going to be our... Eh, never mind. Because, you know what? All good podcasts have to have an ad, so I have an ad to read today. This podcast is brought to you by a crippling sense of ennui. Is your life going really well? Do you love everything you're doing? Do you, you know, enjoy spending time with your friends and family? Try a crippling sense of ennui. Everything will just seem pointless and stupid and dumb, and you don't want to talk to anybody, and you won't even want to get out of bed. It will be great. Crippling sense of ennui. Try it today. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. I've been, like, depressed lately. And... Well, we all have. I know, and I just was thinking is of this it earlier. The, is, this the beginning of our new de- is this the beginning of our new podcast where we just talk about depression for, like, an hour? Nope! This is the FBI's Most Unwanted. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. And actually, this show does end on kind of a bummer note. This so is my... a... Yeah, this was a very bummer episode yeah so my my fake ad read there kind of (laughs) kind of went with the episode the episode is season three episode eight titled oubliette fun word to say uh directed by kim manners written by charles grant craig Uh, i'll have more to say on him in a minute Uh, and it originally aired november 17th 1995 um, Charles Grant Craig, who is a writer who at the time had very little background or experience within television. Uh, he had written for uh, like a couple episodes of a show called Renegade and Booker. And he also wrote a fairly notable episode of the new Alfred Hitchcock Presents called Final Escape. And he actually left the staff of x-files shortly before oubliette entered production for unknown reasons but he still got credit for it of course um there's a lot of stuff uh behind the scenes about the themes of the episode but we're gonna wait on those for when we talk about the episode was depression <laughs> yeah uh, no well sort of. that's our that's well us. it's well depression not so much post-traumatic stress uh, this is actually another post-traumatic stress episode but a sort of but a not not a sort of a different uh cause for post-traumatic stress and a different uh outlet of the post-traumatic stress but um any other background information i want to talk about do 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 uh no it doesn't look like it i mean like most episodes it was shot in vancouver british columbia um so eh, uh, the rest of it doesn't isn't super duper interesting for background information so i guess we can jump right into the story (coughs) 
which opens on uh, kids getting their school pictures taken. <laughs> and since we were talking about South Park a moment ago, <laughs> why don't you give me that smile? Come on, let me see nice that and wide. smile. <laughs> Wider. Wider Wider smile. Wider smile. Come on now. Oh, you you want to be a big smile. (laughs) So that's for all of our listeners who also happen to listen to South Park. And it's, uh, there's a uh, girl. uh, Her name is Amy Jacobs. She's getting her pictures taken, being watched by the photography assistant, Carl Wade, who you immediately know is a creeper because he is watching this. Such a creeper. Not even like. Not well, even, to the like, point hiding where, it. Right, to the point where he, like, messes up and gets yelled at by the main photographer. Yeah, he does where he's just like, oh, I didn't set it up yet. Because he's just like, just checking out this so girl who doesn't do his job instead. Ugh. So he becomes obsessed with her and breaks into her house in the middle of the night and kidnaps her. And her younger sister is the only person there to see it. Because they share a bedroom. So, yeah, he takes this girl away. And it's like, well, this episode, uh, when it starts out, you're like, wait, what is the, the, like, the monster of the week is like a child fiddler? Like, he's no, there's no supernatural stuff. And, yeah, it's, there's supernatural stuff in this episode. But the monster is just a a child fiddler. Yeah, just a child molester. (laughs) Which is the scariest monster of them all, pretty much. So they hit the nail on the head with this one. Um, at exactly the same time the kidnap is going on, the kidnapping is going on. A fast food worker named Lucy Householder, which is an interesting choice for a last name. Um, she way gets, to nail it on the head, guys. <laughs> yeah, she gets. Like a really bad nosebleed and collapses on the floor and has a uh, seizure. And what's so, interesting is uh, before we go, before it jumps into the opening credits, she repeats what the child molester. I can't even say, say yes. I remember his name already, but uh, he says the Carl same thing. Like you're not name. gonna, yeah, Carl. What Carl said when he kidnapped the girls, like you're not gonna spoil this for me. Yep. You're not going to spoil it. Yep. So she's repeating it. And that's the, the where the supernatural aspect comes in. So uh, Mulder comes in and he is helping investigate Amy's disappearance because, as we know, Mulder has a uh, connection to young girls disappearing in the middle of the night because that's what happened with Samantha when he was a kid. And so he finds Lucy at her halfway house. No, they find her at the hospital first because well, Lucy... the, the whole conversation starts with uh, he's talking to the cop, uh, and it's like, well, we can't. Well, the girl that looks like the guy didn't really know her, just kind of was very rookie-ish. But we couldn't. We only have a fragment of hair and some stuff, but no like actual DNA. And then yeah. that's what's like. And then it's like, well, then this other, and it's kind of like a weird. Part of me kind of puts it in the realm of it's. Well, that's just Fox. He just assumes, even though it's like, because mm-hmm. he's like, well, what about the woman who like passed out like thirty miles away or whatever? Yeah. Uh, 
and it's like, well, the, apparently he, she said the same thing that the kill, the, the, the Carl, well, the, the, that suspect said when taking her, like, and then it's like, oh, that's just a super veil, like super thin lead. <laughs> yeah. But you know it, Fox it, is going to fall. Because the, because you're right. Because this is, I don't know how he knew that she was saying, you know, you're not going to spoil this for me. Because obviously the little sister knew that's what the kidnapper said and had reported that to the police when she was questioned. Yeah. Uh, so Mulder, he goes and he finds Lucy, who also was kidnapped as a child. So this is how it kind of becomes a PTSD story. Lucy's life has, has fallen apart her entire life because she's had trouble dealing with the fact that at age eight, which was uh, 22 years before this story, she was taken and held in a dark basement for five years before she managed to escape. Um, so that is, she's, she like lives in a halfway house cause she's, um, drugs, and drugs, and stuff. she has criminal record and that kind of stuff. But then Scully shows up and she, well, She's actually there the whole time, but she kind of comes into the story more strongly at this point because she starts to suspect Lucy knows something about Amy's disappearance because when uh, they took the blood off of Lucy's clothes, it didn't just contain her own blood type, but Amy's blood type as well. And also when they go to visit her at the halfway house, Lucy has some... You know, they're like, well, first Mulder's like, wait, uh, this woman, she works in a restaurant and she had coworkers and customers who saw her get a nosebleed and fall down at the exact same moment. This like, how is that? Like, what's, what's your point here, Scully? <laughs> like she, there's no way she could have taken this girl. Uh, which even I, at that point, I'm like, Scully, come on. Like, why? Scully's is so, it's so <clears throat> fucking Scully at this point with the way they keep writing her at the, in this. Uh, she's really like her. You're right. Yes. Because her point in this story makes almost no sense. <laughs> like yeah. in some of the other stories. Yeah. It starts to become weird that she doubts. It's all, all this stuff because she's seen so much but in this story it's literally impossible that this woman could have helped kidnap this girl and scully's like i think she did something yeah uh, because yeah like throughout this whole episode it's nothing but like scully just stopping him at every turn and being like no nah, i'm pretty sure she did it yeah it's it's super weird in fact uh, i think i saw something in the notes about that and i didn't talk about it because we were gonna dive into it more so i waited um where is that stuff about scully i'll find it in a moment but um oh here it is uh it was decided that time would not be spent on Scully's sympathy with the victim, despite her own abduction experience in the second season. Despite this, Scully is gentle towards Mulder and, quote, wanted to believe him until the evidence pointed overwhelmingly to Lucy. After that point, Scully takes on an antagonistic role, going against the wishes of her partner. Though not originally included in the script, David Duchovny 
added the oh that comes later never mind i almost went too far um so anyway they're they're visiting lucy at the halfway house and while they're there scratches appear on her face right in front of them and she experiences temporary blindness which we find out are injuries identical to amy's because the we cut to this basement where it's dark this is a really well i think this is a really well done scary scene where she is in this dark room and all it is is camera flashes and that sound of the flashbulb going off yeah with the very like early like i mean they use the same effect in like early saw films i think in one scene in like a texas chainsaw massacre but yeah, it's mm-hmm. like that's such a great usage of, and it's just this poor girl going, "Please don't yeah. hurt me. I want my mom. I want you know. I please let me out of here." And, and him she, like muttering stuff about not spoiling it, and yeah, and he's just in the background muttering as he takes her picture. It's really, really it's horrific. Fucked up. Yeah, it's really fucked up and creepy. Um, and that so that's where the temporary blindness comes from. Is she's in the dark and she's having a flash bulb flashed in her face. And so Lucy gets that, and then the scratches come from Amy runs into something down there in the dark um, and cuts her face. So it turns out that we we figure this out at this point, that they have some weird psychic connection that we don't know what it is yet. Yeah, like them trying to weave this together was very confusing for me at the end it makes sense but to get there it didn't make sense no throughout the episode it doesn't make much sense but everything that happens to amy physically also happens to lucy yeah so Mulder is like great you are a kidnap victim you were kept in like a basement they never found the guy who kidnapped you like maybe you can help me find amy and she's like no i don't like she's she's broken she's still like terrified of even the idea of thinking about her uh ordeal that she went through which she even said like when even when fox says you could be her only hope and she's and she's like well, then she's in a lot more trouble than you think. Yeah. And I mean, hard to blame her. Like, that's a horrible situation to be in. Yeah, you want to be kidnapped at eight and kept for five years in a dark basement. And then being told by someone, I need you to relive like this in order for us to find someone else. Yeah, that's got to be tough. Yeah. And so Scully is like, hey... We have this new lead. How did they get the lead on this photography assistant? I can't. Oh, because he was fired under. He was fired. Um, they're like, well, hey. yeah, because uh, yeah, because they were like, we just found out that they sent out school pictures today. Mm-hmm. Then everyone in Amy's class, Amy and Amy's photos didn't show up. Right. And when they That's went to go was. talk to the photographer, he checked out, but his assistant. Uh, was fired for negligence and a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So they, they're like, okay, so we know that this dude is is 
probably it. And then Mulder gets uh, Wade's picture and brings it to Lucy. And she's like, oh, th that's him. That's the dude that abducted me. And so that's when we realize that, okay, this is sort of where this... For no, I mean, it's it's still not clear why it develops just because they were both kidnapped by the same man. Yeah. Um. But it's it's the same dude. Lucy and Amy were both kidnapped by this Wade dude. And as, as she's running off from Fox because he she doesn't want to look at it. At the same time, Amy breaks out of the basement. Yep, she manages and, to get out of the basement, and she, like, goes, run. Mm, that's in a little bit. Something else happens first. Well, no, for, first, this first one, she escapes. Oh, that's right. So she does escape for a little bit, but he catches her again. Yeah, because then that's when, like, the I think it happened earlier, but I'm throwing it in here because, like, he gets a flat tire, and she's in the trunk, Oh, yeah, that did happen earlier because he yeah. flipped out at that dude. Um, you're right. Like, he flipped yeah. out at the dude. He was driving her to that cabin in the woods, and he got the flat tire, and the tow truck pulled over thinking it was the guy he was supposed to, that you know, that he got called out on. And he goes, "You are you so-and-so? And Wade is like, nope. And he's like, well, I'm here. I can help you with that. And he's like, no, get away. <laughs> and he, like, swings a tire iron at him and stuff. So yeah, that happened earlier, and then yeah, but yeah, she escapes from the basement for a little bit, uh, which causes because she like trips and falls and stuff, mm -hmm. which causes uh, Lucy as she's running down the street to also trip and fall. Yep, and so Scully at this point is like, "Look, Lucy had the blood on her clothes." And she was abducted by this dude, Wade. Like, I think I, and some other things are in there. And she has this criminal record and everything. I think they're partners. And Mulder's like, what are you talking about? Like, he kidnapped her and kept her for five years. And Scully's like, yeah. And probably she developed some sort of weird psychological break and attachment to him. And now they're partners kidnapping girls together. And, oh, by the way, I think your attachment to this case is more than professional. And Mulder is like, Mulder flips out. He's like, no, like, guess what? Just because this is like what happened to Samantha doesn't mean it's the reason I'm interested in this case. Like some people can, or despite what you want to say, Scully, people can have motivations outside of one specific thing, which we all know is just not true. Like he just yeah. does not want to admit that his only interest in this case is because it's a young girl who was taken just like his sister, which is interesting considering his uh, whole like stance on like empaths and like, and uh and like uh those who can like see beyond like from an epi from uh, like anyone like uh what the hell am i thinking of? like what uh well psychics and empaths psychic and, yeah yeah and i guess uh according to the background information that was actually a line that david duchovny added and i i don't know why but i do think it's interesting him trying to deny that 
uh, I think it's just an interesting little piece. For whatever reason, Duchovny thought of it. I do think it's interesting that this is Mulder, for some reason, trying to be like, no, the only reason I... It, just because this is like Samantha, that's not the only reason I care about it, even though... Yeah. Um, also, uh, one other thing, I did notice this when I was trying to find that thing about um, Scully and her... Apparently, uh, Amy in this show was supposed to be uh, younger... Um, but Fox's standard, she was supposed to be like 12, I think, (laughs) but Fox's standard and practices, they didn't like it because not because they thought it was weird that a a young girl was being kidnapped. They apparently at the time there was a very, uh, high profile kidnapping murder case going on, uh, for a young girl named Polly class. And they thought that this script and everything was very close to, it was uncomfortably close to this real world case. And they didn't necessarily, they were like, I don't think we want to be treading that territory. Like you can do the script, but maybe play the girl as older than 12 years old. And right. so, and so the actor, uh, her name was Jewel, uh, date. I think it's pronounced. Uh, she was only 13, but they kind of put some makeup on her and stuff to make her look like she was like 15 going on 16, just to not be, um, treading that real world case too closely oh all right interesting take for fox personally probably think just playing a child kidnapping story like maybe swap some things around a little bit maybe put that on maybe put that episode later later. yeah exactly instead of just be like no they're not going to associate if we make her older although probably at that point because the production of the season was already going on it was probably too difficult to be like write a whole different script and sub in a whole different episode you know what i mean um anyway back to the episode so yeah Mulder and scully they get in this big argument and this is when the investigation team gets the tip from the tow truck tow truck driver he's like hey i met this weird dude and something was going on and they show him the picture and he's like, oh, yeah, that's definitely him. And the the tow truck driver's like, oh, you know, just props on this dude who, like, had barely a part in the episode for kind of getting across the, oh, shit, there was a kidnapped girl in that <laughs> yeah. trunk right while I was there and could have done something, you know. Um, but he points out on the map where it was and they're like, oh, that's close to where they found Lucy. So he's he's got to be out there holding her. And Scully's like, all right, we're going out there. And when they go out there. Uh, how does Wade? They're still chasing her. Like, oh, he's he still chasing her through the woods. Right? Yeah, like there's like a moment like the first time where she falls down, he gets his hands on her, but they don't go back to the. Mm-hmm. It's like this is all happening like the same day, uh, and so instead, I guess he's that's maybe, right. It is all the same. For some reason, yeah, I thought it was two separate days, but yeah, you're right. So it is all that, the same. 
So then mm-hmm. later on, when they get when they get there, they're still so gone. So Lucy because, runs all yeah. the way to the cabin and hides down in the basement. Yeah, where Fox finds her and, and the whole team finds her there, the SWAT yeah. team and everything. They and go. They're up like, there. "What are you doing down there?" It's like that's where I was. Like that's mm-hmm. where I was being held. Yep. And so, at this point, they're like, "Well, she's here. Clearly, she is involved somehow." Whatever. They. That's quite a leap in logic, but okay. Yeah, cuffer. We'll we'll figure it out in the stations. And so we realize Lucy starts to feel cold and wet, and Mulder's like, "Oh, crap, river!" And so they all start running to the river, and then we get to watch another really uncomfortable scene, where Wade has decided because this girl escaped from him. Instead of bringing her back to his basement, he's going to drown her. And yeah, while watch... saying you can't spoil this for me, and yep, while and... drowning her, <laughs> yep. and the the shock look on her face when like they had that moment of realization where she realizes what's about to happen. It's just like, oh mm-hmm. god, <laughs> yeah. And then we get to watch a scene of a full grown man drowning a girl. <laughs> it's. Again, I'm chuckling, but only because it's really horrific. I can't. It's it's just an uncomfortable. It's like, oh, God. And Mulder and Scully show up. You know, they, they run down there. And Mulder is like, let her go, you know. And he holds her underwater even more. And so Mulder shoots him and he drifts down the river. And when I talk about some of the heartbreak... Mulder and Scully, they drag the girl out of the water. Scully tries to do CPR. But, uh, in, back in the, well, back in the car that Lucy is in, back at the, she starts to drown in the back seat of a police car. Yeah, she's, spitting up water. She's spitting up water and, like, drowning and everything in the back of the car. Um,. And somehow Scully resuscitates Mul- Lucy for a little bit, and Amy lies there dead on the riverbank. Where in our first heartbreaking scene of the well, not our first heartbreaking scene, but it, our first bra- heartbreaking scene of the end of the episode, Mulder desperately tries to bring this little dead girl back to life, while Scully is like, "Mulder, Mulder." It's too- too late you're too Mulder stop it you're too late and Mulder like falls back and he like starts to cry and uh for some unknown reason just like the entire psychic connection through this entire episode the process reverses and Amy wakes up and they're like oh my god that's amazing. And then they go back. They bring her back. And Lucy is dead. She drowned in the back of the the police car. And they get back. And she's like under. A, she's on a stretcher under a, a blanket or whatever. And Mulder goes back. And he pulls the sheet off her face. And looks at her. And just starts just sobbing. Like. Because he feels like 
a complete failure to her. He didn't really say it in the whole episode, but you get the kind of feeling that he wanted to save Lucy almost as much as he wanted to save Amy from her kidnapper. Yeah. Um, and then the episode ends in, um, her halfway house in her bedroom in the halfway house. And, you know, Scully comes in and is like, you know, they, they found like two liters of water in her lungs or whatever. And Mulder says a line that is just, he goes, you know, I don't think she died just to save Amy. I think she died to finally forget what Wade did to her all those years ago. Ugh. And that's uh. where the episode ends on just yeah. that, that bummer of Mulder being depressed that he couldn't save this woman. And she basically was so traumatized her entire life. She chose to die instead of keep living. It sucks. Ooh, and that's Oubliette. That's that episode. So Yeah, I mean, overall it was an alright episode. Uh I give it overall a solid B. Mm-hmm. I emotionally emotionally it that's what kind of kept it up there. But man, they were pulling at strings to like kind of put the pieces together without really any explanation of why lose besides the kidnapper, how Lucy and Annie are able to have this weird psychic connection that's never mm-hmm. been explained. And I know there's been some other episodes that have kind of been along those same lines where they don't really explain, sure. but you kind of can get the gist. Mm-hmm. But so, but this one was just a little flat on, on at least, uh, fi- at least trying to stick the landing, but it's still on an emotional scale. It's still up there. Yeah. Um, I do dig this one. I think there's a lot of strong stuff going on in it in terms of the emotion and some of the the creepy, uncomfortable stuff. But it is dinged by uh, the weird shoving in of the psychic. It does feel really shoved in to make it a X-Files episode instead of a Law and Order episode or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they, they, this easily could have just been a, like, SUV Law and Order yep. style thing. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no, we got, it's X-Files. Uh, psychic. Give them psychic abilities. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. So, the next episode is titled, ooh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it. It's Japanese. I should learn how to pronounce it properly. It's Nisei or Nisei. Oh, I got to learn how to pronounce that so I don't sound like such an idiot. I'll learn it before the next episode. Let's see. I'll make that part of my homework. Um, And it's actually the first part of a two-parter. So that'll be the next episode. Are you looking it up? I'm trying to look it up because I want to know. It's Uh, N-I-S-E-I. N-I-S-E-I. E-I, yep. Let's see. I mean, I'm not going to get the pronunciation right right at this moment. Also, because I can't read. You know, the other re- the the other problem is it can show. Oh, I think it's Nisei. Nisa. I can't I read the pronunciation. Yep, I can't. Yeah, it's Nisei. 
Okay, because I the other thing I can't do besides read uh, Japanese words, I cannot read the pronunciation code. I don't know what those little marks mean over letters. None of it. I have. Yeah, that's that's Nisei. Okay, and it uh, translates to, to yeah translates to second generation, a Japanese language term used in countries in North America and South America. To specify the eth- ethnically Japanese children born in the new country to Japanese-born immigrants. Topical for today's, for today, in a way. Sort of, but yeah. actually the episode has stuff to do with Japan, but not exactly. It is actually, I'll give this much away, it is a mythology episode, so it has to do with the aliens. Alrighty, cool. Yep. So that's everybody's homework till next time. And we'll be back. Bye. Later. The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks. Thanks.